Grab your Bibles if you've got one. Uh, we're going to throw them up on the screen anyway. Brian's going to be super quick fast because they're going to come fast and furious. But I'll leave you to keep up, all right? Be cool. So, but go for in your own Bible because then you can see that we're not lying between us. It's not a conspiracy between me and Brian to you know, brainwash you. Okay, what does... I'm going to talk this morning uh, about the, um, the normal Christian life. I'm not going to quote from Watchman Nee. This is the Phil Dowding version. But what's the normal Christian life look like? Okay, this is where you're squirming in your seats and think, not like mine, obviously. But actually, I think it's the opposite is true. And, I want, and I'm here to tell you this morning, the great news is that the normal Christian life is just like yours. Okay, your constant tussle with your old man or old woman, I guess, for some of you, the flesh, Okay, and temptations. Romans seven fifteen says this: I don't understand what I do. This is Paul talking. For what I want to do, I do not do. For what I hate, I do. All right. He recognizes this this ongoing struggle. Okay, with sin and the flesh. Huh. Has it been and gone? Lemonek, you you're really good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't believe really. Okay. All right, and uh, what else does this constant, normal Christian life look like? It, it looks like the fight that you've got on a daily basis with God's enemy. Once you were converted into his kingdom, okay, you uh, got his enemy as well. It's good news, isn't it? Uh, the good news about God's enemy is that actually God's enemy isn't equal to God, as you know. All right? He was a created angel and god is leagues greater um but ephesians six twelve says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against i'll cut it a bit short spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms we are at a war situation we've often talked about this and we're going to focus a little bit on that today we don't want to give the enemy too much glory but where we would be real mugs to ignore him totally I'll, I'll go into that in a bit more. The other thing that, that the normal Christian life looks like yours is in your constant troubles. Okay, anyone here got troubles? No one. Excellent. Only Chris Burton, of course. He's the only honest one anyway. Okay, your troubles. Okay, in Psalms 34.19 it says, The righteous person may have many troubles. Okay, so obviously Chris is the only righteous person here. Oh, right. Yeah, you're okay. Hey. Uh, good news is the Lord delivers him from them all. Okay, hang on to that. There's a deep truth in that. Right? Deep truth. 34.19, the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. John 16.33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Hey. Thank you for the peace, Lord. <laughs> I like that. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Okay, now he's overcome the world and he shares his victory with us. So what he's looking for in, in the middle of all this trouble, the reason why you go through this stuff, who, is because he wants overcomers. Right? He, wants, he wants you and me to join in his overcoming of the world, the enemy, the flesh, and become like him. Uh, and if you check in Revelation, you know, all those letters to the churches, you'll see loads of great rewards for overcomers. 
You can do that in your own time. Here's another reason for the state of your life. James 1, uh, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance, let, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So we'd love to jump to the um, mature and complete, lot, not lacking anything, but unfortunately there's a process. Uh, I'm like near the beginning. I expect most of you are at just at that last little bit before you lack nothing. Um, but, but you can't, excuse me, you can't cut it short. You're going to have trials. Your faith's going to get tested. And then the good stuff kicks in. Perseverance, which is, uh, uh, there's other places in the word we read about faith and perseverance going hand in hand. And perseverance is a very powerful force to your faith. And then once that's on its way, maturity and completion. Wow, good stuff. Okay, so that's another reason why um, you're going to have troubles, you're going to have trials. So just get used to them, suck up and, you know, be happy. Because uh, the, the great stuff is, is is that there's victory in them all and there's peace in them all, all right? Okay, it's all right. What you're going through is all right, is what I'm trying to say. God knows all about it. And uh, he's working all things together for your good. You know that scripture, don't you? I can't remember where it is, so it's not on there. Anyway, thank you. Romans 8. God, God is here to help you. You're not on your own. And he's, he's here to equip you with the kind of um, spiritual tools that you need. Remember I did that chat once and I nicked Paul Fay's tool belt because he's got a proper one and mine looks wimpy compared to his. You can hang hammers off of his and things. And uh, okay, he, he, the real tool counts, doesn't it? I was having this conversation with someone yesterday because we've been converting a bit of my garage to Jan's workshop. And, and the, the real tools for a job make an incredible difference. Okay. Well, he's doing the same with you, right? It, he's giving you the real stuff so that you've got the spiritual tools that you need and he's training you how to use them. Okay. Your role in it all, it, I mean, you could stand back at that point and say, well, okay, I'll just let life happen. I'll let all the rubbish come and I'll be jolly happy in it. And uh, God's equipping me really good. I'll just sit here and let him do it. And, and in, a, in a sense, that's true. But our role in that, okay, is a little bit. We've got something to do, which is good news. Um, for me, I'd say, okay, I, I need to be deliberate and I need to be constant in putting myself close to God putting myself in front of him and saying, what now then, Lord? Uh, what do you want to do today? What do you want to show me? What do you want to say to me? And uh, that word deliberate is, is important. Okay, go for it and be constant in doing it. And despite everything that's designed to knock you down, um, pick up your mission in life. Uh, the... Um, we struggle with that one a little bit sometimes, don't we? But there's a really clear mission, as well as all the special things that he gives to each of you. Right? There's a really clear mission, which is, really, it's, it's the same as part of what Jesus did, really. Do, do you remember when he, when he went off the earth, finally, he just commissioned us to do the same stuff, didn't he? So, um, you're going to tell people about his kingdom. That doesn't mean to say you've got to go out on the streets, but you can if you want. Um, but it does mean that the people in your circle are there to hear his kingdom. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to bind up the brokenhearted. 
and you're going to make disciples. And if those things aren't on your radar currently, uh, talk to God about it. Find out why they're not and how you can get them active in your life because they are your commission. Okay? They are. Full stop. You can't argue with it. It's in the Bible. I'm moving on quick. They are the normal Christian life. Now, I'm going to tell you a parable now. This is in the Bible, deeply hidden. It's the parable of the fluffy bunnies. Okay? You read that one? This is in honor of Daisy, our fluffy bunny. Have they left it? Oh, no. She brought a fluffy bunny in for me to use as my illustration. She's taken it into the group. Okay. Daisy, our fluffy bunny, got taken by a fox last week. I think we just need a moment's silence. That'll do. That wasn't silent. That was a giggle. Pack it in, Malcolm. Okay. So anyway, this story is in her honor. It goes like this. Uh, How do do all parables start? Okay. The kingdom of heaven is like this. There were a load of fluffy bunnies, happy in a field. Lovely sunny day, really nice and quiet. The birds are chirping. One of them picks his ears up. You can hear the sound in the distance of a combine harvester. You know where this is going. Bunny one says, I don't believe in combine harvesters. I'll just stay here. I'll be all right. His tail and other bits flew high in the air, (laughs) sat upon the cab like a grisly trophy. Bunny two. I know how to deal with this. I've heard. All you need to do is find out its name and shout at it a lot. Fortunately for Bunny two, the name was written on the side. It even had its surname, Ferguson. (laughs) So what's its first name? Massey, thank you. But he got splatted too. Bunny three, in comes Daisy, all right, in her memory. Daisy's cute, fluffy, but she was a bit of a panicker. She knew knew that she didn't know what to do, okay? But she'd never gone about finding out how to handle combine harvesters, so she ran around in circles, but not for very long. Bunny four, well, okay, enter Garth, okay? Garth is Daisy's boyfriend. Now, he's, he's a bit mad about that. He's just seen his girlfriend. Anyway, we won't go there in case there's any people here with a squidgy uh, disposition. Sorry, you can tell I opened our, ru- our first homebrew yesterday. Sorry. Garth the bunny, and it was very good, chaps. Come on round sometime. <sighs> anyway, he was really upset, and... Uh, but he was a brave little chap, okay, and he thought, I'm going to take action. So he found a stick. Okay, have you ever seen a bunny with a stick? Kung Fu bunny? Anyway, he stood right in front of the harvester and said, bring it on. Okay, and the fight lasted for ages, about half a second. Okay, bunny five. A wise old bunny came next. You know his, le- his name? Les. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. (laughs) Les had been here before. He'd listened to his dad's teaching. And he knew where the off switch was. (laughs) (laughs) Even better, he'd gone to the seminar about how to put these things in the reverse. So he got up there, pressed the button to stop it, threw it in reverse, and off it went to kill the bunnies in the next field. But they were all right. 
Now, listen, you've, you've got an enemy, and, uh, and the bad news is that demons have been assigned to you to continue the devil's work, which is to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Okay. Uh, I don't want to mince my words here. You have got a serious enemy, and he's out to get you. Um, thankfully, we're not subject to it. We, we were singing this morning, uh, let me just pick up on that. In, in all of your dealings with the enemy, there's only one, if you like, stance, position that you can take. And the only effective way is, is always on the finished work of the cross of Jesus and his blood. Okay. And, of course, his resurrection power, which brings, us, brings it all to life. All right, it's the only way. So you've got an enemy, but Jesus has won a victory already. We were singing that this morning and shouting it out loud. Uh, and, and there are ways for you and I to learn and to practice and to exercise where we will have victory over him. Um, just one little thing to lob in there. Um, people are never your enemy, ever in the spiritual realm. Uh, well, they're not in the spiritual realm in the same way as your enemy is. Okay. Um, let's have a look at Colossians 2, 15. Um, this is where your victory is. And having disarmed, disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And, and, and we know that the, en that the enemy and all the demons were whooping it up because they thought they'd got the Son of God on the cross to kill him. Right? They thought that was really clever. And, well, you know, on the surface it looked good. But in reality, of course, he was always going to be raised from the dead. Uh, if they'd read the Old Testament, they might have realized that. Um, and it says somehow he made absolute ridicule over them. I read somewhere that this was a bit like when an army in those days, like Romans or whatever, overcame an enemy. They would they would chain them up and they would drag them through the town and the town would ridicule them, yeah? Uh, not, not wonderful, but, you know, it's that kind of picture where he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of these crestfallen, highly embarrassed demons who thought they'd won only to realize that actually they'd played a part in what he wanted to do. So that is where your victory lies. Uh, and if you need any training or advice in like just how to keep coming back to that and then absorbing the whole new life thing of Jesus who rose from the dead from all that. Okay, then ask someone to draw alongside you for a while. Teach you. It's good. Okay, so that's um, the parable of the fluffy bunny. Did you like that? Okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay, I'm going I'm to just suggest something. that there's That, that if you keep searching for the answers uh, to the issues in your life, um, it will put you in a position where you'll find them. Okay, you know the old scripture, knock and the door will be opened unto you, etc., etc. Okay, so you you might have um, you might have particular sin issues that have been going on for a long time, uh, or things that aren't aren't sin, but maybe you're you're fearful in certain areas. You know the kind of stuff that we all suffer with uh, through things of life that have come on us. Um, if we go for them. Uh, in God, 
to try and draw close to him and allow him to come in and, and sort this stuff out, what we'll do is we'll open up a clearer connection uh, to you and God. Right? That, that kind of like route to God that seems a bit blocked sometimes. <laughs> yeah. If you want a clearer connection between you and God, then, then press in for the answers. Okay? And doing so, if you can, if you can break some of these things, uh, you will be also breaking the enemy's right to mess with your life. Okay, let me just say that again. The enemy has got a right to mess with your life. How's that? Okay, that's an important one. I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, once you destroy his legal right oops, to hurt you, then when you resist him, he will flee. If you resist the enemy on an issue where he's got a legal right to mess with you, you won't flee. Fair enough? Okay. And I, I think that's a lot, a lot of the stuff where I've failed in the past, where, where I would um, stand up and shout and tell the enemy to, to get lost, but not realizing that actually through things that I'd done and agreed and said, okay, he had a right to be there. Okay, so we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Romans um, 8, 13 uh, in the NIV first, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. I like the Amplified Version as well, which puts a slightly different spin on it. Um, and it says, uh, but if through the power of the Holy Spirit you are habitually, excuse me, habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening, the evil deeds prompted by your body, you shall live. Okay. I mean, that, the, the, the big um, emphasis for me on that one is, is this kind of present tense. Okay. You are habitually putting to death rather than a, than a kind of one-off. I don't know which one's particularly right, but I like that. That helps me because I know that in my life I've made enormous, I've had moments when I've like put everything to death, you know, only to find tomorrow. <laughs> Hang on a minute, I thought that, was, thought that one was dead. And, uh, and there's, for me, it's this constant process, habitually putting to death stuff. And then you'll find that the Holy Spirit, after you've learned stuff and after you've developed skills, you actually do overcome these things and get victory. Let's look at a few ways to do the, that. Um, and these won't be very long. Um, uh, okay, so remember, these issues, if they're untreated can give the enemy a legal right to negatively impact you. Dealing with them will break that connection. When, when I asked God about them, I, 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 I went with these. Okay, there are, there's going to be more, but these are pretty good. Um, all right, this first one's vital, and we've seen this in the church, okay? And it's a current one, and it's a vital one because it's one that where the enemy, probably in every church in Britain, the world, uses this to divide and therefore weaken the, the family of God, okay? We need to constantly refuse to take offense and we need to constantly keep forgiving people, okay? There's no bottom line. Forgiveness is undeniably the greatest key to your personal freedom in any issue. So whatever the kind of is that you have in your life, forgiveness could well be the key. It's very likely to be. And in, uh, oof, shush. Okay, Mark 11, 25 in the Amplified 
says, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. In order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. It's so plain. (laughs) Not rocket science. It's so plain. So why does it take us such grace to do it? It's so bloominard, isn't it? It's so nice hating someone. Sorry, is that on tape? It's so... It's so comforting. It's so right to feel offended sometimes, isn't it? It's rubbish, of course. It's rubbish. And uh, it's, it's very self-destructive. Sorry, very self-destructive to not forgive people. Before you even need to forgive people, just stop taking offense. That's the thing, right? Kind of let it go over your head, <laughs> over your shoulder, wherever. Just let it miss. Don't take it. Okay, that's number one. Number two, hmm. <laughs> um, there's a need to break any negative spiritual hand-me-downs that you get from your family, uh, from your parents and your family line. And um, this was one that I've n- not really been very aware of historically, that that I've been looking at a lot, lot closer. In 1 Peter 1, 18, we read, For you know that it wasn't with perishable things such as silver and gold that you... Uh, I kind of pick up from there. It says, You were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. Okay. And then it says how it happens, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. There's, there's other scriptures too, but I like that. It, it talks about a kind of way of life handed down to me that can be broken at the cross. All right. And unlike my salvation, which was given to me at the cross, I had to receive that by faith, and I had to build that into my life. And it's the same with this. If you've got hand-me-downs from your rallies that give you trouble, then you've got you've got to deal with them and cut, themsel- cut yourselves off. And uh, again, if you don't know how to do that, talk, talk to people. It's an interesting one. And one, um, I, I, in a minute, I'm going to give you a little summary of something in my own life of all these things. Okay. And, um, um, you know, if, if well, e- even, even the world recognizes that if you've come from a broken home, you're whatever percent more likely to break up in your marriage and stuff like that, don't they? All these stats out there. I know you can read into stats, whatever you like, but they're they're um, they're very they're very interesting. The Bible talks about a, a bit deeper. The great thing about the Bible is that it do, it doesn't just say you're you're fifty percent more likely to do this. The Bible actually gives you the ability to break yourself from it and and live and have victory over it, which is really good news. Um, but it talks about the fact that 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 whatever sin people did in the past. All right, there's effects from it which you're, you possibly are still living in. Um, all right, so, um, and until that sin is dealt with. Okay, uh, moving on. Here's number three, okay. Agree with what God says about you and what he says about him and what God says about other people. Agree with all that and not what the enemy says. 
Once you get into agreement with the, with the devil or the demons that have been assigned to you to whisper nagging little things, once you start agreeing, you know, normally, let's say, back to the offense thing, somebody says something and, and like, it's a bit, that's a bit odd, okay? What will come is, they, were, they meant that for you. They hate you, blah, 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 blah. Okay, once you start agreeing with that, offense, of course, starts to stick and all that kind of thing. That, that happens in all kinds of areas of our life. And um, who? Okay. Um, our, our job, really, is uh, in, in putting ourselves close to God as possible, drawing from his life and from his victory, is that we get our mind renewed. Uh, Romans 12, don't be conformed. Uh, in the Amplified, let's look at it. Don't be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. It's a long version, this one. But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Hmm, nice, isn't it? I like that. Okay, so if we get our, whew, our minds and our hearts renewed and, and we're in agreement with God, we're on a, we're in, on a good track to get ourselves ever closer to God, ever more able to receive from him and not have things that get in the way. Finally, um, give the Holy Spirit plenty of opportunity to come and deal with the hurts in your heart and in your spirit which life has dealt you. Okay, now some, sometimes we hurt ourselves, don't we, through choices that we make, um, and, and that will be part of my story in a minute. Sometimes things happen to us which are very horrible, and there's a hurt given to us, a wound, which uh, doesn't seem to want to go away. Fantastic news is we're discovering that God really does get in there and heal them up, and it's awesome, awesome. Uh, Isaiah 61, 1 to 3 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. This is the scripture that, that Jesus took. Do you remember his, his kind of inaugural speech in the temple? Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and to release from darkness for the prisoners. This is our commission too, of course. Um, shush. Okay, let me just wrap that up with, um, with a little story from, from me. Uh, if, if some of you have heard this, so apologies. Um, but it's quite fresh in me. Um, about turning the tape off. No, um, that's okay. Um, uh, most of you know I, I've had a, a poor relationship with my mum most of my life, since teenage, early teenage, and uh, r really we, you know, similar characters and all that, and um, we just struggled. And, uh, uh, and I thought that uh, leaving home and getting married pretty quick would, would, would sort that. <laughs> Jan just turned out to be worse. No, 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 not true. <laughs> uh, Good girl. <laughs> uh, but no, it didn't. It didn't. And really, um, whew, it, it just got worse. And I, I was at the place uh, where really it was hard to engage in conversation with mum and, and all that. It, it, it really wasn't good. It wasn't me mum's fault. And um, uh, it's all down to me. And uh, anyway, when I... Um, Th those, of, those of you who heard this, sorry, but uh, I went off and, and went through this Restoring the Foundations ministry. I, I went to receive it for me. And um, they, 
they took me through some areas. Uh, this was my kind of like key issue that I went with. There were other things too. And, um, and they joined up areas like these and walloped the enemy in one go, um, not giving him a leg to stand on. And um, so if I, if I go back over those four areas, um, the, uh, I, I would regularly receive offense from what my mum would say because I disliked her intensely in that way. And, and therefore, any, anything that they say, anyone like... Sorry, I'm stuttering. It's still a little bit raw. <laughs> okay. So I would regularly take offense and, um, and not keep forgiving. And uh, whew. So I, I needed to get that straight. And, I, and there were all kinds of things that I needed to address in that one. And uh, I had to then look at any potential spiritual hand-me-downs. And, and, and I looked with the people that were praying with me much further back than my mum. And there were situations that had happened to her which were horrible. And uh, I could see why... You know, she's the way that she has been at different times and why I've reacted to that. And so we, we started looking at those and dealing with enemy rights through that lot and breaking that. Um, then we started looking at what I believed about her and myself in that relationship and realized that there were some faulty things there. So we dealt with those. And each time we're going through forgiveness, we're breaking the enemy's grip was setting me free on each of these issues. And then we come to dealing with life's hurts. And, um, shush. And, um, we're, uh, we're inviting the Holy Spirit to um, forgive me a memory, if you like, the root, or a root, that's a, that's a real cause of the problem and, and stuff. So we're, um, we're just waiting on the Holy Spirit to come. Now I'm getting really hot, excuse me. And, um, And uh, the, um, I start to get this picture of me as a, as a little kid, about tw- 12, I don't know, just, you know, pre-teenage puberty and all that stuff. <laughs> and I'm doing things. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing things, that, and I'm doing them knowing that they're wrong. And I'm if you like, choosing at that point to rebel against God and against, particularly against my mum, who was, who stood against all this kind of thing, you know. So there's various things that I'm doing and, um, shush, and making that choice. And I, uh, okay, so we looked at all that and we started um, repenting, you know, I was repenting of these issues and dealing with those. And we were just trying to sort of let the Holy Spirit, we were just staying in that for a while and letting the Holy Spirit show me what's going on, a bit of a bigger picture. And there was this moment when this big black cloud came over me. I was watching myself, and this big black cloud came over me, and it took the shape of this really ugly black bird in it, and it just stayed. And it stayed for 43 years. And I, and I realized, you know, even through my, you know, I was just a kid, that I got played, suckered by the enemy. I didn't really, I made choices, but I, my dad hadn't really told me stuff, and I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I made choices which screwed me up. Well, it would have been for the rest of my life if, if God hadn't broken through, you know. And, um, you know, that, that was quite a, an, an interesting moment, really. And, and, and I could see, I got really angry because I could see that, you know, this enemy 
just played me and uh, held me in, in a grip for the rest of my life. And uh, whew, that was a long time ago. So I, um, anyway, as we stayed there and, and, and as we, you know, we, cl- we, de- we dealt with this stuff, we cleared it up, we, we, there was forgiveness, there was repentance, there was all this stuff. And, um, and then we're just looking at what, at what God might be doing in that picture. And so I'm looking at myself again, and, and this white cloud shows up, right? Yeah, whoa, it is. White cloud shows up, whoa, and kicks the black one away. And there's this tussle, right? And the black one goes, flies off. And I'm, whoa, that's nice. And then the white one takes shape. All right, and he stood there. He's this big angel, right? He's got the big wings, and he stood there like this. Yeah, sorry, I know I've told you some some of you this, and it's but for me, it's it's an amazing moment when I realised that the angel I call him Big Mike now, the angel was um, had been waiting for forty three years to do that, and uh, he was just waiting for those stupid legal rights that I'd made. They weren't stupid; they were highly impacting. He was waiting for those to be broken before he would um, he could take action. And uh, now, what I found very interesting about that was that okay, I felt God was giving me a picture not just for what happened to me, but a picture of what will happen to m- many of us. Okay, where we let the enemy in just through ignorance. You haven't gone devil, come on in. You know, you haven't done that. But through stuff that's kicked off over you and around you and in you, right? The enemy has taken some root. And uh, he, uh, he, he, just needs, he just needs dealing with properly. And um, so, anyway, there you go. That's, that's just me. But I want to say from that is that God wants to break through the barriers that we have assembled around our hearts and around our minds and that the enemy has helped with that process. He wants to break through those and set us free. Right? There's a life of peace, of prosperity, just believe what the Word says, of health, full healing, there's all this stuff which is meant to be ours according to the Word of God. All right? And he is ultimately very keen to break through the stuff that we've erected and get that sorted out. So let me encourage you to, to go into, the, into those areas in the Holy Spirit where there's absolutely no value at all in you going hunting for stuff. Okay? You don't do it because the enemy will get hold of that and screw you up again. But if you go to... The, God, and you sit close to Dad, and you just invite him to show you stuff, then over a period of time, okay, he'll, he will help you break these things. Because this stuff isn't, isn't like some massively intellectual thing. It is meant to be able to be dealt with by you. Okay? Now, because we know also that the church, the body of Christ, is there as a support thing as well, but there are times when, actually, like in my situation, I couldn't deal with it. I just couldn't find it. I, I tried. I couldn't find that route. Okay, but in, in a situation where somebody, some people were helping me, we found it. I thought, wow, this is so cool. Incidentally, it's completely changed. That's where I couldn't be that. It was like instant. Instant and... Um, and um, it wasn't completely, if you like, it, I still found like, mm, but I'm fine, I can talk, I can, l- I laughed with her. Come on, this is. And then what I found, out, it found is there's a progression since, and it's just got better and better. And, and God's really good, and uh, I've not told my mum any of this stuff. Uh, maybe I will one day, but <laughs> like, why? 
FYRO, you know. But it's been really good. And please, of course, none of you tell her if you see her. <laughs> uh, but I want to stand up and say that there's an incredible transformation in the Holy Spirit that's for you if you want it. So, you know, whatever your issues are, it might be fears. It might be sickness. It might be, well, it could be a, a whole realm of things. It could be something horrible that's happened to you that you just need to break its power, you know. These things happen and they've happened and you can't change that. But you, what you can change in the Holy Spirit is its effect on you and the life that it's sapping from you, okay, and the happiness that it's sapping from you. You can change that in the Holy Spirit, and I, you know, and I've seen it happen and it's fresh and real in me. And, and yet it's a few months back now, so I know it lasts too, so really good. Okay, so these are effective ways to deal with your enemy. Learn them, ask people, read the word for goodness sake. It's, it's kind of in there. Uh, it's not laid out on page 53, but, um, you know, it's spread right through. It's all in there. Uh, and, the, you know, we do courses in the church that will be helpful as well. But don't wait for them. Find, you know, Les is the fount of all knowledge. Say, Les, what about I come and see you once a week for six weeks and you teach me all you know? And he'll go, well, that'll be over in ten minutes. <laughs> but do it. Draw alongside someone that you identify as wiser than you or more of an overcomer than you and say, come on, I've got this stuff. What, what can you do? Dave was really helpful for me. When I was going through that period, and uh, I had to have somebody accountable, and Dave was great. Prayed with me. We met each week, and we prayed stuff through, and we both came to the conclusion, this stuff's really cool. <laughs> so thank you, Lord. Thank you very much. Ooh. Okay, let me just pray over you. Hey. Yeah, in fact, uh, would you mind standing up? Um, if you, uh, what I'm going to... You all right if I pray a minute? Yeah. All right for time, you mean? Oh, well, you, you come out as well, Nav. Right, I'm going to pray a quickie, and Nav can carry on. I'm going to just pray a, a, a little impartation to you, shush, which if you want, you just reach out and, and take. Um, and, uh, you know, some of your lives I know, some, most I don't. But I do know that we are all screwed up in some area or other. And I know that God wants to bring life and freedom in all of that stuff. So if you'd like to receive that, then... Um, and it's on offer, I think, this morning, and that would be really cool. So here we go. Yeah, so Holy Spirit, we invite you to come, and, and we say that you are most welcome. And we need you, and we love you, and we hear that there's freedom on offer. <laughs> we hear there's life on offer. Yeah. So in the name of Jesus... I impart to you a measure of what God has given me. And, and I release to you all whew, the road ahead to find your freedom. Okay, I kind of like open that gate in the spiritual realms. In Jesus' name, we just open that door and we give you the ability to find it, to walk through and walk that road of freedom in God. Whatever that is, whether it involves other people or just you and God, we just open that door for you. And we invite the Holy Spirit now to give you a touch of freedom and life on you now, right now. Ooh, come, Holy Spirit. A touch of life. Mm, something that we can whoa, feel, taste, smell that just makes us want to go, yeah, I want more of that, Lord. 
give us a glimpse, Lord, of, of really the, the normal Christian life plus. Yeah, we recognize oh, that we've got the normal troubles. <laughs> we've got the normal difficulties. Now we want the normal freedom, the normal filling of your Holy Spirit, the normal wonderful relationship with our dad. Yeah, come on. Um, one thing Phil spoke about was taking offense and the key to freedom is forgiveness and I don't know but I felt maybe that for one or two of you when that was talked about there are people that you maybe need to forgive or maybe there are things that you need to say sorry for so we're just going to have a moment's silence um, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to just show anybody. We're not going digging, but if something has come to mind, then now is the time to deal with it, and then you're welcome to come forward for some prayer. Okay, so let's just be quiet a minute. Holy Spirit, you know that sometimes we do take offense, and I ask you now that you'll show us where this has happened and to whom, or if we've done something that's really grieved you and we've set ourselves on that path of rebellion. Will you show us now? Thank you.